Welcome to Fashion Forum, a series brought to you by the British Fashion Council, aimed at creating positive change and highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but also the broader creative community. Each episode welcomes a broad range of voices, sharing personal experiences, as well as discussing the big issues in fashion today. I'm Karen Benz, editor, publisher, and creative consultant. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be speaking to the British fashion designer, Bianca Saunders, about inspirations and the power of collaboration. Hey, Bianca. How are you? You know, it's a bit crazy, isn't it? Since I first met you. Yes, it's, it's like, been... It's been a, a, a bit of a whirlwind, I think. Uh, it's good to, to let people know, um, I think a very important thing with our uh, working relationship, why you chose to work with me, or you chose me to work mm -hmm. with you. I, I think... Um just down to probably the, the confidence and the knowledge that you have and you're very sure that you have um you've got vision to see what the end product can be and i think i think that's that's really important because i'm i'm very much i think what's quite amazing about you is that you really pick up on every single thing that i say and remind me of things that i think that is like very minuscule in in the conversation but then it's actually really important what actually um guides the brand to what it has become today Mm. And I think that that's really important when you have a team that someone that people that actually listen um, and also um, add value. Um, with you, Bianca, when I first met you, number one, I was uh, what was exciting is that I didn't realize it was you. I didn't realize it was a very young Jamaican girl, and I'm just keeping it 100 and real. Yeah, from the ends, you know. Yeah. And what I liked is that I'm that girl from the ends too yeah but i am not an obvious girl from the end you know my eye is has always been alternative and contemporary yeah and it's, it's never been what someone would call as hood and mm. for me hood of course is a state of mind meaning being hood is is understanding the hustle yeah but it's also can be misunderstood and um i think meeting you finally and understanding that you were connected to this brand called bianca saunders was so exciting because i felt that we had something in common and what we have in common is that we are a, 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 a how can i say a statement that states that you know just because you're from the hood does not mean that you do not have a vision that is more alternative and more contemporary today whether it be in yeah. art and in fashion and I think that we are living proof that it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is your taste, your vision, your ideas, and your excitement for art and fashion. Mm. Uh, and when I met you, of course, was in uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. And um, it was so relaxed. And I thought you were selling for Bianca Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> when you were Bianca Saunders, it just lightened my eyes because I thought this is what needs to be seen is that, you know, marginalized, you know, communities have something that uh, people will never understand. It's a deep rooted culture that we have to offer. 
And when I saw the clothes and what you were excited about with the clothes, I thought immediately, oh my God, if I could work with this girl, I see where she wants to go. I see it so clearly, but it would have to come from her because it would have yeah. to be an organic feeling between two creatives. And also because I'm from such another generation, not many people from your generation see the value of someone from mine, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think as well too, like the type of brand that I have, um, it's very thin to have like, um, like all different types of people being involved. Um, and I think that's what really adds value to like my creativity and like everyone else that works with me as well too. Like they, they've really um, been able to kind of like grow more um, as creators, wherever it is from like set design or it's from like people who work with casting and that sort of stuff. So it's it's been like it's been um, it's been a, it's been a, a really good a really good journey and like something that I've been able to learn for myself as well too because kind of like not um i'm creating my own path i'm kind of like creating my own path and trying to do things my own way and not follow what everyone else is doing and i think that's what's important um as a fashion brand to individualize yourself and choose a team that works for you and not what's working for everyone else <laughs> i mean i think in this industry right now um you get a lot of people that are involved in you know the creative process of styling and creative direction and art direction and things of that nature. And a lot of the times the teams, when they do a job, they do it for their game. They don't really do it for the brand. Yeah. And because I, you know, I started working with someone very similar to you, uh, which is Andre Walker, another Jamaican from mm -hmm. Brooklyn, but an absolute genius. Yeah. And um, I feel that you are the newer version of Andre. I don't know. I don't know if that I should be able to say that, but I think I can. <laughs> uh, meaning finding a diamond in the rough, meaning when I say diamond in the rough, when I met you, you didn't really f behave as if you knew what you had, but I yeah. knew it. I saw it very clearly because I know what it looks like. Yeah. I really know what it looks like. And I can tell when someone has so much to do they have no idea that you can actually see it very clearly. And I guess because of my, um, I guess what, 30 years in the industry, I can see it. I can see it very clearly. Uh, you know, everybody says, you know, look at Bianca, you know, she does the dope look, but what is the dope look? You know, the dope look for me is someone who's constantly challenging themselves with their design. And of course, because I've always been a huge fan of the art scene, I also noticed that there's a contemporary art side to you. Now, this is what I love. And this is what I would always push you towards, understanding all of your possibilities. But mm. you get that from someone from another generation. The same generation sometimes can miss that boat because yeah. they're, busy, they're busy being fierce. You know, they're busy being cute. They're busy, you know, riding the wave of the brand instead of, delivering to the brand and enhancing the brand by pushing the designer to go to their fullest the fullest possibilities so i mean that's what i feel when it comes to our relationship that i'm what you call a developer it's in my um <laughs> it's in my uh horoscope 
And um, it's very rare to find someone like you. So I feel blessed. I feel excited. And I feel extremely proud, you know, that, you. that you have accomplished what you've accomplished. I think it's incredible. Thank you. Um, I think we also should talk about, you know, when you start a collection, how you start the idea. I think what's really interesting is like, I think the way I start collections is, might be perceived as, it's very different to most people. It does, it does usually start, um, I, I would say it's like almost like an art practice. So it's like a development from the last season that I'm like, I, I think I'm a huge perfectionist. I think Karen, you probably know the best that I'm like really hard on myself. So I'm just like, no, this isn't exactly right. We haven't exhausted the idea properly. So next season we need to do this or we need, I want people to know that they, that they'll understand this is from my brand but then I have like so many ideas as well too so like um it's kind of like an endless endless process of like um kind of going it's it, I would say it's very physical and it's all it's quite tactile because I, I I really enjoy making things first seeing it then the correct the collection kind of comes together um and it all starts off with a conversation I guess between me and you as well too like there are certain things that you say that could end up sparking things like oh damn I need to research into that or um even like the last season as well too when we're speaking about like the last show and like how men felt in the clothes and you and then you were talking about like yeah, men just want to feel like hench and I was like oh my gosh like, like it, and then it all just like really clicked and that's where the the research kind of like trickled down to you and then me researching about like bodybuilders and then like literally I remember you just laughing like what the hell is this but then in my head it all makes sense it all connects together as one because it's all about like exploring design and how the body the male body kind of moves in the clothing and what that makes the person feel and I think that's not so much considered as the idea of being cool is, is very much considered, but the idea of being elegant and being very um, um, sexy and being confident isn't explored as much with um, menswear fashion. So it's just like like taking that feeling and transforming it into design is a, um, an interesting way for me to kind of like move forward um, in my collections. And I always think about like how certain men in my life have like um presented themselves to be very elegant in a very caribbean way and it's nice having someone like you to kind of like fully understand that feeling that i'm trying to bring towards the the, the men wearing the clothes i mean that that I, it, it's so great that you're actually saying that on the podcast because um people are always not people i don't want to say that the you know the, the students when they come out of college they try to outdo each other in the most wacky, outrageous way. And if it's their vibe, it's their vibe. It's their feeling, their feeling. With you, when I first saw your collection, I realized you want to make amazing clothes. Clothes that a man can wear, clothes that make a man feel sexy and chic. Mm. And I think that's because you understand what you really want to achieve, which is the luxury market. Yeah. You're not here to be a trend. You're here to be a brand that lasts for a very long time. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes when students come out of college, they're not thinking of the bigger picture. 
They're not thinking of the business side, how this brand's going to last. Is it going to, you know, evolve into a, even a bigger brand, which evolves into so many different assets? The art world, homeware, you know, they're not thinking like that. That's why I think we have such a great movement and rhythm in the way we work, because you do have a lot of ideas. Sometimes your ideas are like, they're for like six collections. <laughs> you know, literally, it actually is. <laughs> All right, sometimes we need to slow down because I don't want to. <laughs> I think he was. I had a conversation with someone. Was like, "What happens when you run out of ideas?" And I was like, "I had to think about it." And I thought maybe I might run out of ideas, but I didn't think I ever will. I don't think you will because you don't run out of ideas, and then you're working with someone that doesn't run out of ideas. So it's kind of like a pa a female powerhouse, really. And yeah. It's not that you know I'm a feminist or anything like that, but it's very very rare that you see two people of color on a team in this. Yeah because of fear and I think with both of us we are very proud we are very also honored to be a part of this whole creative you know system but at the same time we're diligent because we understand what the hustle really is and another thing that people probably don't realize about you is that you're you're pretty much working on your brand 24 hours a day like you don't, you know, you don't, you very rarely go on holiday or, you know, you very, if you go out now and then it's like, wow, Bianca's gone somewhere. Like she's actually gone out. Like, you know, you put all of your money into it. You put all of your energy into it. We, we talk a lot and that's really old school. Like people don't understand that way of working. Mm. And it's not about us wearing a designer outfit. It's about us talking about something that we can deliver beautifully you know it's not about us going here going there being seen this is not a brand that's you know based on social media this yeah. is a brand that's based on becoming a important brand now and for the future because it's coming from people of color this is a very important thing and i'm not saying that we're not speaking to all colors we are but I think now more than ever, um, you have proven it doesn't matter where you come from, it's where you have to go. And, yeah. you know, the work, the work speaks for itself. Yeah. And for menswear, like you said, people don't think about a man who's going to wear it. Yeah. They think about their friends wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. As well, too, because I think people always ask me all the time, like, do I have a muse? And I don't have a muse. I It's based on multiple people, like people I see on the street, um, people that are close vicinity to me, or, like, just old photographs. So it's, like, a mixture of different men. And I think that's what's really reflected of, like, the casting as well, too, because then it's just not one type of man. And I, I, I really find it very fascinating when you're able to bring different types of men into one space and then to feel comfortable being in the same space because it's like especially because of like how um men are very um protective of their sexuality compared to women um like the separation is still a separation so to to do that of clothing is is like something that's quite powerful and then i guess as well too like going back to what you're saying about teams as well too like there's not that many fashion houses that are run by women 
um I know that was like a big thing for Jill Sandler to have like a lot of women on her team so like it's quite I think for me on it was kind of like um not on purpose but like it is nice working with with women and actually seeing them grow in their careers um in fashion because it's it's I would say it's very rare it's it's very a male-dominated industry um at a certain level um beyond it being um the making side of things but more like the directing and um art direction and creating and um vision visionizing the actual project and i think it's important to see more women in those positions mm-hmm. it's strange too because also when you think about it mostly men run women's warehouses yeah and it's never question is <laughs> their point of view on a woman and also it's very rare there's a straight guy that's doing it as well yeah so for us with menswear it's also extremely rare <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's anyone else two heterosexual women working together but it's a heterosexual woman that's doing menswear because it's her point of view on how she looks at a man you know yeah it's her point of view of whether he's straight or gay or bisexual or whatever it's very rare you get a regular schmegular girl that's able to produce sexy strong luxurious menswear yeah it's one I, in a million yeah i think probably my favorite part about more things i've been kind of getting used to is just like um showing people the collection like today i was speaking to people a bit more corporate and i was showing them like my brand and i was just a bit surprised i was like and because i'm currently in paris so they were just like well this is really um like I was looking for the word wearable and I was like yeah because it's even like I think they just assume that when women make clothes they just make it very unwearable for men mm. or very like uh extravagant <laughs> so it, it's kind of nice to um kind of break those um conceptions of what people think a woman should be designing for men Mm-mm. I mean also too with the brand I was I I always see every season when you bring something, when you start something, you start the conversation about the new collection. There's always a a Caribbean island sensuality about it. Yeah. It's a man that also wants to be as beautiful as the woman, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because a Caribbean men are very vain. Yeah. Very chic and very sexy. And every season, no matter what the theme is, you always implicate that. And that to me is when you're buying into a brand, you're buying into the aesthetic of what the brand is trying to say. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a queen who's going to meet up with his boyfriend, he's going to get his life. Because when he shows up with the Bianca Saunders top, he's going to be feeling as sexy as he wants to feel, even if he's more femme or more male. And then you have the straight guy who's really hench, who wants to get that girl. He feels his life because he's yeah. dope. He's feeling dope and sexy. And he's feeling as sexy as her. This is something I don't think a lot of brands think about. Mm. And I feel it does come from your culture. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it goes alongside the rum punch that you drink. 
it goes along the side of this food that's a bit more spicy. Yeah. To me, this reflects all men, but they just never talk about it. It's like, true. <laughs> it's like, I, I never want to say. I also think as well, too, because some people, because uh, like Jamaica as a whole is such a popular country and it's got a lot of like, I guess, um, connotations and that sort of stuff and uh, objects that are relating to it. And so people kind of think, I don't know, because my stuff is about my culture, they expect me to just do things that are very literal. Right. Like, it needs to be like very literal. And it's all about, I feel like a lot of, it is about the actual feeling that you give to someone. Um, and that's that's a part of a culture as well too. Like the sort of like um, swag and the way that you kind of like carry yourself is important. And even the mixture of like how things are styled together, the simplicity of like being able to wear something not too over the top and um, make it feel as, I don't know, as cool and collected as, um, I don't know, the next mm. person wearing it is what's what's important well you know to be honest everybody wants to be that cool jamaican hot guy i mean everyone they'll never yeah. say it but <laughs> they all want that swagger and it is a swagger it yeah is a swagger. it is a it's a vibe that you get when you put on a bianca shirt or bianca trouser it's a vibe the way you walk it's a vibe the way you talk it's the vibe when you look at yourself in the mirror and you know you're hot that's why you get so many DMs. I noticed you get a lot of DMs and stuff of people posting themselves in the looks. Like, look at me. It's all about me right now because I'm wearing a Bianca Saunders outfit. You know, also working um, with WizKid as his uh, creative director stylist. I, you know, I give him so many options, but he always feels hot in a Bianca Saunders outfit. I think he's probably worn it. He's worn your brand easily. 10 times straight yeah. and we also have it now on tour which is incredible it's you know it's because you think about how sexy a man is celebrities will love it yeah they feel their life you know it's your it's the fabrics that you choose it's the way it drops on the guy he just feels relaxed he feels cool the word cool but he always always feels sexy and, I, and, and a lot of times, people forget that men want to be sexy. They get their makeup done. You know, they get their Botox done. You know, they get their hair snatched, just like a girl. <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> and they're in the mirror just as much as we are. And mm. I think I might have sent you maybe something where um, a whiz is looking at himself in the mirror. And it's like... He wants to be hot too, you know, so it's kind of, I think with the brand, we don't do it in a way, not we don't, you don't really, but the brand itself is a thing on its own now. It's crazy. It's just moving like into this huge circle globally. It's just mad. And yeah, no, definitely. I don't know if I know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I think I do. <laughs> but the no, brand I think yeah, I think it, I think it's really I think people like that they're really like whoa like I need to get some of this like now which is really yeah. good I I really love the demand of it as well too and I love um, sometimes even I guess now and again do check Twitter and see what they're saying about like the the brands that people want to model for me and stuff like that all this all the <laughs> I'm like <laughs> it's actually quite funny but um it's 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 definitely 
it's definitely creating an actual world and a little bit of an actual movement as well too about mm-hmm. how people dress and how people individualize themselves mm-hmm. so less about the 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 crazy logos are more about that actually like you know what I'm wearing some for a design piece and I feel like that era of like when you think about like a lot of like Japanese designers is all it's all about the actual design the actual logo and I feel like that's yes. actually coming back with designers mm-hmm. I mean I know the whole logo thing of Vuitton and Dior and everything is really popular and it is brilliant for that but it yeah. usually works when it's an old house yeah, when you're coming up now as, as as a more new, more modern brand. You know, it's less and less important because I think now people want to get things that they can collect, and I think now Bianca Saunders as a brand is moving into that space of collectibles. Yeah, you know, you want to collect one, at least one piece a season because then you'll know if you're wearing something from Bianca Saunders a season, you're on. You know what I mean? Like you're in the mix, like you're happening. And even if you wear something from three seasons ago, it still gives them that same vibe. So now Bianca Saunders, I think, is moving into becoming a brand that's collectible pieces. This is what everybody should want because this is what keeps the brand strong. You know, you have some, you have the brand like Margiela that I will still wear tomorrow that I bought 10 years ago. That's a collectible brand. And, you know, it feels that that is definitely the way you're going. Because I think when I first met you, you kind of said something like that. Because you, you were um, showing me um, the other side of your work, which is uh, textile design. And mm-hmm. you were showing me a piece of, uh, that you actually designed the textile itself. Yeah. Um, why don't you, why, it'd be good to speak about that, actually. Because people don't realize that you're also a textile designer. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think as well too. I like to be a part of like every single part of the the design design process because it's, it's very rare for like I guess someone to lead a brand and to also be designing for the brand. Um, but I, I sometimes like certain collections I've started with like creating a small textile and then it's actually created the collection or created an actual piece after. So that that part's been quite interesting and it's kind of like giving a bit more of a sustainable element to my brand. Um, like the jacket we made for AW21, it was just like we had loads of um, scraps of like the textile that I made, which was the shearing pieces. And then we sewed them all together, created a large bit of fabric and then created the jacket from that. And that was really interesting. Or even like um, SS22, like the textiles for that was all based on like, I really wanted to body map, like very classic, um, very mundane, like, boring menswear prints when it comes to like check and that sort of stuff and you know I'm, I'm just really obsessed with like things that are like quite a little bit granddad but then <laughs> a bit more um exciting so like and that was um something that I thought of and wanted to create with my with my, with my work um, I, mean, I mean you have to think about it too for someone your age to even think that far ahead is incredible and also, I think maybe it's also good to speak about how, I mean, there's been at least two collections that started from you when you were doing an art piece that you showed in Paris. And it's kind of like your artwork also reflects a collection. Maybe we should yeah. think about that. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, I think um, 
with the art pieces, I think they just don't have enough time. Because <laughs> I was like, if I had all the time in the world, I'd be like, I don't know, my studio would be probably really big. It would almost be like an, more like an agency, I would say, because there's so many different aspects that like create the brand. And I, I think that's what keeps me excited. And that's what I, and I think that's what really excited me when I was at the Royal College of Art because I had the freedom to to create my own um, research from making something and then also bring it forward in my work. And that's what also creates the world around the brand as well too because you're like producing everything that the mind sees but in physical form. So when I had the opportunity to kind of like work with um, my friend and then come to Paris and then be a part of like a group show, I was like definitely because it. I think at the time I was getting a little bit bored and I do like to do like one thing at a time. I like to be doing multiple things and that's what keeps the excitement about fashion for me. And especially at the time it was like, it was close to the pandemic, but it wasn't exactly there yet. There yet. Or I think it was coming out of the pandemic and then we went back in. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a nice experience to come to Paris, um, to be, to be part of like a bit of a, more of an art world and to kind of step outside of like um, what I do with fashion. Um, so that was really exciting. And I think I definitely want to do more of that stuff in the future. And I think this is what's kind of like formed exactly, I don't know, possibly like what my store would look like and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's quite old school because not many um, designers do that. They have five people doing what I do yeah people doing what you do (laughs) and when you um actually have the knowledge and have uh the ability to create completely yeah hopefully this is inspiring for the new generation you don't need um a huge team of people to create something when you already have it so for me it's it's working with you is really really old school it's yeah. someone that, that actually designs a collection themselves that actually, you know, designs, you know, and creates a fabric and also can deliver um, a form of art within the whole realm of the design. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like what Rick Owens does, you know, and when you, when you deal with Rick Owens as a brand, you see him as a designer, you see him as an as the artist or as a contemporary artist. You know, you see him as someone who does installation. Well, of course, it's not just him. Of course, we, we can't let go of Michelle Lamay, who's incredible. But oh, yeah. that, to me, is the way forward with fashion. I think we have to offer, as a brand, more than just designing the clothes. Mm-hmm. We're designing a world that you can step into and that you can yeah. get involved in and that you can enjoy and be inspired by. Well, what can I say? Uh I absolutely loved talking to you, Bianca, on this podcast because I know that there's a lot around that that goes around about how we probably work together. Yeah. And hopefully this can inspire more people to understand you can work with someone and you can actually enjoy it and yeah. love it and get a kick out of it and do what you've always wanted to do, you know, work in fashion. And uh, i just like to say thank you. Thank you to the BFC for um, having me and having us. Um, I'm so excited when this podcast comes out and hopefully that uh, we've been able to inspire. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for talking to me, Karen. It's definitely reminded me of all the, um, 
what a journey it's been. Um, and also thank you for the BFC for um, putting together this podcast. Fashion Forum is a co-production between the British Fashion Council and In Talks With Productions. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to find out more and join the conversation on social media, then head to londonfashionweek.co.uk or at London Fashion Week.